Mr. Speaker. All right, it's that time again, time for politics on a Friday morning. Uh, yes, yes, everybody's favourite time. Uh, and this morning I'm joined by Dr. Phil Ferguson, as always, but um, Kayla Cahill's here as well. Kia ora, um, kei Morena to you both. Morena. Um, just straight up, just, just first off the bat, uh, the passing of um, a man of great mana, Napui's uh, kingi uh, Tūrua. Uh, who passed away this morning at, at the age of 80. I didn't realise he was so old, Phil. No. <laughs> and thanks for coming to me. Um, um, first, I I got up out of bed and I came in, and so I haven't seen any news this morning, but yeah. Yeah, he was a diverse <laughs> of, uh, figure in New Zealand politics. Um, he, I didn't realise he worked with um, Helen Clark and Jenny Shipley uh, before they were Prime Ministers, uh, when they were just Ministers of the Crown. He was an advisor to both of them. Of course, he, uh, Napui leader, um, one of the, um, I think he was even a chief, um, and he was um, one of the caretakers of Tiriti Marae, the lower Marae at Waitangi. Um, so yeah, a very um, a man of great mana and uh, a very powerful figure in Māoridom. Hmm. You know, you know, you know much about him, Phil. I don't know a great deal about him. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll probably just have to leave it there. Then. Yeah, and it's free. Early in the morning to throw something. <laughs> throw something. At you. Oh, hey, look, it's better know. than spreading false news, though. So. Yeah, that's right. It's better than fake well, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, well, he should have picked a bit of time. Um, now, <laughs> apologies. Uh, right, we're going to start off with the uh, University of Otago has been accused of censorship uh, this week after copies of the Critic magazine, uh, our uh, sister publication. Um, were removed from campus um, they were removed earlier from the hospital and the public library by members of Critic uh, after complaints were made uh, about, well I don't know if complaints from the public um, but both of those organisations asked for them to be removed apparently uh, at first they weren't even supposed to be delivered, uh, this copy wasn't supposed to be delivered to those uh, both this is something I read this morning um, uh, Joel, um, the editor of Critic says that this uh, issue wasn't supposed to be delivered uh, to either of those places, the public library or to the hospital but they were and they were removed uh, someone from the critics office uh, made an assumption that all copies were remo- to be removed from public uh, and therefore were taken away from campus um, now there, of course there's been cries of censorship here um, the proctor has come back and said no it was just simply a mistake what are your thoughts on it Phil? well I think if they if it was deliberate on the part of the university administration, they they made a very bad mistake. I think it's possible that it's a cock-up, but I don't think that actually changes much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, 50 years ago, the <coughs> University of Otago was expelling people, students, for mixed flatting. <coughs> and, you know, over a long period of time, students fought for control of student affairs, you know, student autonomy. Mm-hmm. And Critic belongs to the Students' Association. It's the private property of the Students' Association. What business is it of the university? What's on the cover? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, in terms of art, I, I can't say I think it's, you know, attractive art. It actually looks like a person of, of um, unknown yeah, well, kind of gender with um, sort of jewels or little bits of coal <coughs> coming out of a vagina. <laughs> so, I, I can't say it does much for me as art, but that's not the issue, is no, it? No. It's actually about um, the right of students to produce a magazine and to distribute that magazine to other students and to the public. And if the public don't want it, they you know they don't have to pick it up and and read it. And it, to me, it's kind of it's part of this sort of very precious culture that I'm not quite sure where it's come from that has developed that one person says they're offended and all of a sudden it's a, it's a scandal and, and the offending item has to be removed from wherever. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, I don't think there is a right <laughs> to not be offended. Yes. You know, I think the right to free expression is far more is far more important and there's always going to be people who are offended by something and they just need to look the other way or um, just... Haven't they got other things to do? Yeah, I mean, you can be offended, <laughs> and you've got, and uh, I mean, uh, um, you've got the right to be offended, yeah. but you've also, you know, and you've got the right to say something about y- you yeah. being offended, but, but you can't, you know, you yes, shouldn't you be able have to the take. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, a prime example the other week, the planned white nationalist um, protest, well, not white nationalist rally uh, at Queen's Gardens, and they have every right to hold that rally. Um, but thankfully, the Dunedin citizens like overpowered them. Yeah, so. well, that's right, and you know, and people have the right, right to be to offended by that and counter rally yeah. mm. that protest. Yeah. And the yeah. same, uh, and it goes with anything yeah. that you've been offended by. But I mean, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Uh, too many times, people have been offended, and and from that offence, things have been um, well, people Suppressed. have been told, yeah, people have been told to shut up, um, yeah, and people have been, uh, um, yeah, oppressive of it. Um, now, the cover depicted a non-binary uh, mm. person menstruating um, you know it's an issue with uh, menstruated uh, related content yeah. a topic that is unfortunately still taboo a topic that affects over 50% of the population um, you know should people still I mean we shouldn't be hiding this should we Michaela no. This is a topic that should be out and open and should be dis- discussed and then therefore normalised and shouldn't even be an issue anymore. Exactly. And like, the th- okay, so the thing about this is is I can be a little bit of an online warrior sometimes. I try not to be because it doesn't really make an impact in people's lives or their decisions. But every now and again, I just get a bit grumpy and I like flame war, mm-hmm. on, particularly enjoy, on the Dunedin I, News. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> And in particular, there was one woman who replied to my comment saying, like, I'm a mother and I have the right to protect my child and keep them innocent. And I'm like, hey, this is not anything that's going to tarnish their innocence. Mm. It's something incredibly natural that, you know, without your child probably wouldn't exist. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, children learn this in school from the ages of, like, 9 to 11. So it's... There's nothing wrong with it. Well, you nothing wrong with it at all. And, and if you if that mother is having that kind of uh, you know, and which she's allowed to have have mm. that idea, um, but then she's saying uh, somehow it's shameful. Exactly, and that I think this whole thing in regards to censorship on the cover. You know, it's not about the fact that the cover art 
relates to the whole issue of the magazine, which is about menstruation, which covers things like the fact that Christchurch students now have discounted menstrual cups or, you know, that they talk about the, the negative side effects and endometriosis and all of those things and the editorial and the feature articles and the other artwork. Mm. It's simply because of one illustration that, the, that depicts a visualisation of it mm. and people are disgusted by it and the censoring of it comes back to the shaming of women yes. for their anatomy working regularly. And, like, <laughs> just as, like, any, you know... Not every woman goes through that and has a period. You know, I was born without a uterus. Lots of trans women don't do it, but over half the population does experience it. So why is it so shameful? Mm. It doesn't matter that traditionally it's been shameful in lots of other cultures in our culture and, and stuff. That's not the point. It's 2018. We can move past that now. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We are. And, and how, how, does the, the, how do the rights of somebody who's offended... Why are those rights more important than the rights of all the people who aren't offended? Yeah. Exactly. Are, are most people in 2018 really offended by that? I mean, a four year, a three or four year old looking at that is actually not going to know what it's about anyway. Yeah. They're yeah. going to think it's some bored person who's looking surprised. <laughs> 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 that, that's what, you know, if you're a three or four year old, but if, if, so if a child who's, you know, seven or eight and who sort of grasps roughly what's going on, although I think they might struggle, um, mm. asks about it, tell them. Yeah, yeah. One of the things or I buy them an ice cream and distract them. What, yeah, you know, it's like, like they're kids. They're not going like, to go into this whole critical analysis about yeah. it. Just they'll believe whatever you say. Yeah. One of the things I was most shocked at by this was mainstream media. Um, mm. The ODT pixelating the image. Oh, uh, my God. You know, um, the cropping out by several news organisations, uh-huh. including Radio New Zealand. Uh-huh. Um, now... Um, except The Guardian. Except The Guardian, mm. yeah. But um, now, so this is about press freedom as well. Yeah. Uh, and for these organisations, mm. including, once again, RNZ, um, to yeah. doctor the image, either by pixelating it or cropping it out, what, what is that saying about them and how they felt about it? I thought they would have been pushing it forward in freedom of the press. But isn't it this uh, part of this whole culture of treating people like children? Like, first, some element within the university administration have treated students like children. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't possibly see this. And, I mean, how many pages is it? 40-odd pages or whatever? Yeah. And the reason that that picture is on the front is because there's a lot of material related to it in that issue. And so... It seems to me to make complete sense to have that on the on the front. It's a striking image, and it draws people to it because of the nature of of of, of what's in it, and the whole censorship thing around it, including the censorship by the mainstream media with the pixelation nonsense, is like, I mean, how 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 mature do they think the population are? Mm-hmm. are? Are we to be treated like children that we can't see? This image, and it's not like three. It's not even like three or four year olds are going online looking at Radio New Zealand, is it? No, no. They're dealing with adults, and they're treating adults like children. I think it's appalling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who are they? You know, who? Why are they the authority over? You know, the moral authority. Yeah. Mm. You know, and why? Who are they to say <coughs> what is uh, objectable to us? Exactly, and that's something that I was, to be honest, just quite miffed about. Really, is like lots of these. You know, people with children and stuff, which, you know, it's fine. You're allowed to have children. I'm not saying anything about that. But, like, they're like, I've got kids, so I've got a higher moral, you know, (laughs) like, I've got more moral power than you do, which is not true. The one thing that really, 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 really grinds my gears about this is, you know, I understand 
people wanting it to be removed from public libraries. You know, Critic did that. They went and got them themselves. Mm, mm. You know, they, they listened. But it's a student magazine. Yeah. Okay, this is a campus. It's a tertiary institution where these particular students actually study, yeah. you know, yeah. and like live and, and work and play and hang out. And, you know, their office is located on campus. Okay, it's a student magazine. It shouldn't have been removed from campus grounds. And so many people being like, oh, but the public passed through. That doesn't matter. It might be open <laughs> to the public, but it's a university. Yeah. So the student magazine should be available and accessible to everyone that mm. passes through. Um, you don't have to pick it up. Yeah. We, well, I mean, so the proctor, well, somebody at the proctor's office went on of their own accord to remove these. It made an assumption. Apparently, this is what happened. Um, so why is, I mean, who is advising these people? Uh, and why are they not going out and talk, uh, asking about this first and, and saying, you know, is this what we should be doing and, and having some kind of thought on it themselves? So they're just going out and um, on, on a whim. And, you know, and what does that mean about the things in the future? You know, are they... Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's quite... scary. Yeah, to me, even if it was a cock-up, why I said it's, it's, it doesn't make a lot of difference to me because it's quite dangerous. Like, for one thing, they completely just ignored the process that's been established if they wanted to raise raise issues about it okay you know they can raise issues i still think they should have been told to mind their own business mm. but, um, you know that this is a student mag a student magazine and my god since when has it been a law of the universe that student magazines shouldn't offend anybody? Yeah. I mean, right? What a, what, a sorry, what a sorry world it would be if students exactly. weren't, put, weren't pushing limits. And, you know, we have all this stuff about the university supposed to be critical conscience of society, free expression and so on. And, I mean, a lot of it is, is, is bollocks. The university is full of people who are far too timid to push any fact as a critical conscience and so on. But, but the sheer arrogance of doing what they did. I mean, personally, I don't think they should have removed it from the public library. It's a public library. Mm. There should be free expression at the public library. When I go in, I have to look at, at a load of books this last week of the so-called Royal Wedding. Mm. Glaring out at me is the books of the British monarchy who are responsible for the deaths of millions of people all over the world. But I didn't go and complain about it. I think, oh, well, okay, I have to, you know... For 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 just a week, I, I have to just ignore. <laughs> I just ign ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know the, the whole thing of the campus and, and freedom of expression. And I mean, if I was a student or if I was in the student association exec, I would be demanding that the university actually pay for that issue to be reprinted. Mm. Yeah. That's you know, what I that, think they that's should do. The, that's the very least that, that they should do. Like, apology is, you know, words are cheap. Mm -hmm. They basically stole, yeah, they stole other people's property, basically, and, yeah. they, and they destroyed it. Mm -hmm. Imagine mm -hmm. if a bunch of students went into the university administration building and stole all the artwork and destroyed it, or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now, um, Michaela, as a wahine mm. on campus, um, you know... Well, what, what is the feeling out there and what will be the feeling for um, some women on campus like n now you know will they because you know the cemetery products that are available over the campus and, mm. and whatnot like that well you know will some of them feel, now feel somewhat ashamed oh definitely I mean I think I think there's a huge population of women on our campus that you know would have seen this and probably have just been like oh okay cool you mm -hmm. know like literally not actually think about it because it's so natural to them yeah and then having all of this stuff happened 
you know, it might not be so so noticeable to them, but subconsciously, you know, they're probably going to feel really, really just like icky about it yeah. and about themselves, which A, is not okay because if any any institution is meant to empower young women, it should be educational institutions. Mm-hmm. It should be places like the university, which, to be fair, has done for me. And like I said, this issue doesn't affect me personally, so I'm kind of just like, I mean, it doesn't affect me, but it's shitty and, mm. it, you know, it shouldn't be happening, but... To still to be a woman on campus and have this happen is it's it's really insulting. Mm-hmm. It is really insulting, and like that doesn't mean that I'm offended, and I don't think that everyone should like you know <laughs> listen and do exactly what I say. But it's it just comes down to how people respect and view women and their bodies mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and like not just women, but people of all genders. Yeah, that go through the period process every single month yeah i mean that's the whole point of this uh this issue uh and the point that um you know and, and the work that was done to get this issue uh put out there mm. Um, mm. by the um students against sexual violence uh and a couple of other organizations on campus um so we n- need to commend them for their work that's uh, that they've put in mm. uh, and the work they continue to put in there's protests on today that they're, they're organizing as well uh around censorship uh, with on campus, not just of this issue, uh, but around issues of sexual violence and other things as well. So I mm. think it's important to point that out. It's happening today, and everybody should get along this uh, at twelve o'clock today uh, to be a part of that. I'll, I'll certainly be there. Um, you know, what's going to be? Is there going to be a fallout from this, or is this going to be something that's kind of just disappears? I think the university would like it to just disappear because mm. I think it is a bit embarrassing for them. But I don't think it should. You know, I think that there should be a whole discussion about free speech and free expression on campus and to me it also is should send a bit of a message to a lot of young people who have got who have bought into a kind of politically correct kind of censorship that if people are offended you you suppress something Mm. and this is like the danger of that kind of liberal censorship as well it will come back to bite you on the ass because once you start censoring other people somebody will come along and censor you Mm. so I think it's really important to defend free speech as a principle and even if I don't like something or I find something personally you know like offensive I will defend the right of of you know people to express an opinion that I totally disagree with mm. and that I I might dislike the hell out of like it's not really free speech if you uh, uh, if the only time you defend something is when you agree with it is it no, no. It's, and uh, it's free speech if you disagree with it exactly and, you, and, and you're you open to disagree it. with it yes. and argue or dialogue yeah. and that's the thing that I you know I completely agree with you there are so many people that I know that um, are on the extreme left of the, the political spectrum compared to me which is relatively centre left but like in regards to censorship and free speech I've even when I was like super into just slamming everything all the time and saying that you can't say this you know I still wasn't trying to censor people I was still just trying to educate mm. but you mm. know I've I've learned really recently in the last two years that like censorship or even telling people that they can't say certain things it doesn't work like you might censor something from being printed but it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that people aren't going to think or see that anywhere else anyway yeah. and you can ban political speakers from coming to your country because you don't like them but that doesn't mean that they're not going to have a huge global influence anyway it doesn't work 
it's yeah. not okay. This was why being a keyboard warrior never works either. You just get <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just begin, you're just getting into an ideological just, argument instead of actually uh, teaching exactly. And, 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 and you just like share more. You just like send more info into the sea of information online, and it doesn't make any difference because no one else is going to read it. Mm. Well, one good thing that's coming out of this, I guess, is it's um, it's opened this. Uh, to a wider audience than what Critic mm. might have normally had. Yeah. Uh, you know, so hopefully um, in some households, especially where there is, uh, you know, I mean, mothers are using pads and tampons in front of their children all the time. Yeah. The, I mean, menstruation is, 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 it needs to be normalised. I mean, um, not just in um, the public, but in the household as well. Um, I think it is in the household, but I think it, it becomes taboo once it gets outside of the front door. Mm. Yeah, and it is 2018. I mean, I re- you know, it was a long time since I was a small kid, but I remember the first time I saw a sanitary pad, and it shocked the hell out of me, and I wondered what the hell it was, <laughs> and, you know, like, what was that with my mother? Was, yeah. was she injured? You know, it would have been much more sensible, but, I mean, in those days, parents didn't sit down and tell their kids, you know, like, Diddly what, what menstruation was, and you didn't learn about it in school either, mm. you know, mm. and it's much better to have, you know, those things much more open. Oh, without doubt. I mean, it's natural, it's normal, so it should be natural it's like and normal. like surprise, surprise, women get periods. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about things all the time. Like, I mean, uh, I, mean I, I don't want to go in. in. <laughs> I do want to go into things, but I mean, I, I, I mean the, the bodily functions is a normal thing. Let's make it normal to talk about it. Yeah, and right? it's it's weird, isn't it, that we can talk about shitting and pissing. Yeah, and yeah, we some, for some reason, you know, like menstruation is taboo. Mm. Mm, that's right. It's a weird, yeah, it's weird. And you opened up with a perfect thing, you know. Uh, um, without menstruation, we wouldn't be born. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's how you know. I, uh, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, obviously. Yeah. But like, that's how the whole like process starts. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's blood. <laughs> exactly. God. It's about yeah. I mean, demystifying it. It's blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and I, to be honest, I'm um, I'm not offended by the cover at all. And uh, as we've, we've got to go now, but um, as you were saying before, you may be offended by it, but you keep your offence to yourself, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. Hey, well, thank you both for coming in. We were we've run out of time. We were going to talk about Gaza as well, but we're going to put that off to, for another week. And hopefully next week we'll talk about what's happening in um, Ireland today yeah. as well. If you want to, well, you can quickly touch on that right now if you'd like, Phil. Yeah, today there's a a very important referendum in the south of Ireland. They have a thing there called the Eighth Amendment to the Constitution. The Eighth Amendment completely bans abortion. And Ooh. if something is in the Constitution, it means that Parliament can't legislate. Right. So Parliament yep. can't liberalise the laws. So the referendum is to remove the Eighth Amendment. Um, and it looks like the yes vote to remove it is That's exciting. Will, will, will win. Um, and fingers crossed that that's the case, and that Irish woman won't have to be on the on the boat and the plane to to London. Yeah. Now a lot of people are going the other way because you have to be in the country too. To vote. So there's a lot yeah, of people going yeah. uh, from the UK and Europe going back to Ireland just for this, just to vote in the referendum. Yeah. 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 I think this one will be closer than in 2015. There was a referendum on gay marriage and yes. it passed mm. overwhelmingly. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the I only mean, the first and only country to actually where the people yeah. voted for gay marriage, and hopefully this will be another sign of of progress. And we've got, you've got to remember, it's it's Ireland. It's staunchly the Roman. Catholic. It's been very, very 
very conservative for a very long time. Yeah, the Catholic Church is pretty much bust in Ireland now after all the scandals of, of um, priests raping children and nuns and priests bashing the bejesus out of kids. They've oh. lost their moral authority. So it's interesting that the anti-abortion side, in, in 1983 when they got the Eighth Amendment in, it was very clearly a Catholic-dominated campaign. Mm-hmm. Now they've got sort of, you know, nice-looking young women to front the, the no campaign to tell people why why there should be no abortion in, in Ireland. So they've pulled away from the Catholic Church because they recognise it being too closely associated with the Catholic Church. <laughs> Put people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, thank you both for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for hey, coming. Thank you for thank having you me. Yeah. Uh, a good rant. It's almost time for the news.